Welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 91. I am your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. James, it is Sunday, March 21st. It's the first day of spring. We're in spring now. And is it officially? It's officially, yeah. It's the oh, spring. Yeah. Uh, if I remember correctly, like if it's summer and winter, it's like the 21st is the solstice. But if it's like spring and fall, it's like the equinox, I think. I could not tell you. <laughs> I think that's I think that's how it goes. Um, but it's also Norus uh, Mubarak uh, for those that are Persian. It's Persian New Year as well. That just started oh, yeah. too. Happy New Year! Thank you, thank you, thank you. We got to we get to. You, you remember the the half scene we put together? It's like the table with like all the stuff on it. There's like grass and stuff on the table. I can't remember if you were a little bit. Maybe I don't know. Okay. Well, we're we're still we're still putting ours together, but it's it's coming together uh yeah it's 91st episode guys this is the episode where it's like our birth episode yeah we did it we finally made it 91 for life yeah and you know what i haven't really thought about it because it's like we wanted to do the 90s episodes and it's exciting to do that because it's i i said before like i want to do the titles to be like random nickelodeon things or something like very 90s-esque like things for the for what we'd call them after the number i haven't decided what this one will be called yet but we'll figure it out for sure uh (laughs) slime time i don't know but uh dude we're like nine episodes away from 100 yeah triple digits yeah that's gonna be crazy so that'll that'll be fun but dude also another thing james i think I think we can agree that a hashtag restore the Snyderverse, baby. (laughs) The world is just a little bit brighter now. (laughs) Now that the Snyder cuts out and it's actually fucking good. Dude, it's so... We talked about it yesterday for Cut of Steel for almost as long as the movie itself is. Dude, almost four hours of an episode we talked so freaking long it was really interesting because brandon was like eh and i was like why are you fucking crazy man dude it was a very (laughs) it was like a very wide spectrum of opinions it was very good um and overall like if you guys want to hear it it'll be out probably on friday uh god you know what's gonna suck though i have to edit a four-hour podcast (laughs) with five people on it so that's gonna be fun it's so crazy to me that I was like, I was just curious as to whether or not, like, if this version of this movie ever comes out, if it's just better than the Whedon version. And not only is it better, it's so much better. I watched this fucking four hour movie twice now, and I enjoyed it more the second time. I, I, can't, I can't believe that's a thing. Yeah. Because you were, uh, if if you guys ever listened to the earlier kind of Steel episodes, like, James, you were much more in the middle about a lot of stuff. Like, yeah. you weren't really, like, positive about everything. Yeah, I remember really liking Man of Steel when it first came out, but, like, watching it again with all the guys, I was like, oh, man, there are, like, serious issues with this movie on, like, a storytelling t- level. But, like, I don't know, Wonder Woman is at least entertaining, but it's, like, its own self-contained story. I just, I, I don't know. Up until now, I was like, the D- this DC universe should just be like thrown out because it's it's pointless. There's it's bad. Almost all of it is bad, and you, it's unsavable. I thought, 
And then the Snyder Cut comes out. And I literally, I immediately texted you after I finished. I was like, hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Dude, I hadn't even watched it yet. And that that was just like, oh, fuck. I was not expecting any of this. And the amount of other people that have liked it. Like, I mean, I expected some people not to like it. And they haven't. And I was like, yeah, that's expected. Like, I I didn't see it happening. But there's more people than I ever imagined loving it. And it's insane. It's like a lot of people, most people think that it's at least a good movie. Long, but good. Yeah. But there are like a lot of people that are like, this is a masterpiece. Like, this is a storytelling masterpiece. And I don't know if I would go that far, but like, I really, really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was like, it was really great. But yeah, it's, if you guys want to hear about it, you can listen to us talk about it for four hours. And like, it's not like a boring four, like we were like, it was insane because we're like, how has it been this long already? Like we weren't even done. We're just talking about specific characters and we're just like, oh my God, it's been two hours. How the hell did that happen? Yeah. Have fun editing the part where we're like screaming over each other. and It's just, James, I'm just going to be honest. If it's everyone peaking at that point, the amount of people i have to like lower on an individual level just to get the peak down but the problem is if it peaks enough <laughs> then you hear like a like when it happens and i can't really get rid of that so i'm oh, just no. like well fuck okay <laughs> it's it's just gonna it's gonna be very loose because people are gonna know if it's four hours long like i'm not gonna be editing a film in terms of quality yeah. here i'm just like you know you're getting this for free so you're Put getting your- what you're getting Put it on your applications as like your magnum opus. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, oh, I'm just, yeah, it's it's there, but yeah, we'll be on a hiatus from Cut of Steel for about a month or so after after this episode comes out. So uh, you won't get Aquaman until like late April at the soonest, uh, and then even then it'll only be like three more episodes of movies. But then uh, I have plans for about three to four more episodes, but those will be. Not really specific to a movie, and we'll we'll get we'll get to that in time. But James, this isn't the cut of steel. This is Sutra Side Talk, a show where we talk about games, movies, and TV show news, usually specific topics we have opinions on. And if we got time after, we'll talk about what we've been watching and what we have been playing. And this week we got a, a number of things, but honestly, they're they're all pretty small. So I yeah, think not, we can nothing too crazy this week. Yeah, I think we can get through them fairly quickly. March isn't really hitting us that hard compared to February. February was mean. March has been nice. No March kinda. Madness for us. Yeah, no March. I don't think there's March Madness for anyone, to be honest. It's <laughs> uh, sad, but I guess to be expected until all this like pandemic shit is done. Thankfully, I got my first COVID shot yesterday, so there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I got I, I to gotta start... Um, Someone like told me like there's a bunch of shots or like, there's a bunch of doses that aren't being, you know, there's extra ones at the end of the day and they don't yeah. want to waste them. So I, I have should try my chances with that. that. Like, there's like some percentage of no shows every day and they like you can't store these uh, vaccines like for too long outside of like being frozen. So, yeah, the, I, I have heard that there are places that you can go to that and just be like, hey, you got any spare doses at the end of the day? Yeah. And wait, wait, which one did you get? I got the Pfizer. Okay. So you got to do uh, in one month then for the second Yeah, I got, I got a card here that like gives me my um, next date. It's uh, March 20th. No, that's today. <laughs> James, you already gave me Mr. Second Dose yesterday. That's insane. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no, April 10th. April 10th? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, so that's like 
what two weeks three weeks three weeks right? I think yeah that's i should put weeks. it in my actual calendar yeah uh okay i gotta yeah, be a responsible adult now i i'm actually gonna say it for the first time on the podcast are you gonna say I start it yeah i start a new job tomorrow like, congratulations yeah. sir i'm gonna be uh working as a technically temporary uh research associate i believe i think it's either research associate or assistant i think it's research associate i found out i'm gonna, I'm gonna have my own desk you're gonna have your own desk what? yes i think it's mostly because they're trying to keep people from like congregating in areas together because covid's still going around and so they're like hey here's your own space to like have your lunch and stuff or whatever but also yeah I, i'm a little bit nervous a little bit excited well, very excited, but also just a little bit nervous. Mr. <laughs> scientist over here. Yeah. I'm going to be a real professional paid scientist as long as they don't fire me. I, I'm going to, I love this because every now and again, whether it's this show or Cut of Steel sometimes, we'll just kind of add, say something scientific and we just kind of look at you like, so what, what is it? <laughs> it's just, yeah. It'll Dude, be like, that was one of my big complaints in Man of Steel. I was just like, no fucking scientist would find a medal that's not on the periodic table and not win a Nobel Prize. That wouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, that's that's awesome for you though. I'm happy yeah. for you, man. But you got a va- you got one part of the vaccine. You got a job. Yeah. Things are going well. And so far, like, I mean, my shoulder's a little bit sore, but it's like not that bad. I'm not like knocked the fuck out like some people have been. Uh, and I was definitely heard re- it's like the second doses that get that hit you. Yeah, so I'm really hoping that, uh, or I was hoping that I wouldn't get like a bad reaction, so that like I I have to drive over to Concord tomorrow, and mm. and that's like a 40 45 minute drive depending on the traffic. So I I didn't want to be like shivering, <laughs> like super sore and stuff in my car, and like try not to crash or whatever. But uh, no, thankfully I'm doing fine. Dude, I got. I got something too. I got jury duty. <laughs> oh no! They found you. <laughs> they found me, man. So I gotta, fig- I gotta figure that shit. That's gonna be fun. I'll be like, uh, you want me to go where now? I, I am vaccinated, bro. Leave me alone. You know what's really funny? I got jury duty at some point during the quarantine as well, and I like straight up forgot to apply for uh, deferment until like the date actually came i like opened the letter and i was like when actually is it because i just like put it on my desk and kept forgetting to open it and it was like oh shit it's tomorrow i don't have time i can't ask for a deferment anymore so were they just like we don't need you thankfully they never called my group for the entire week so i was like oh thank god i dodged the bullet i still had to like call in every day though right yeah i I had to check i had to check on on the website but thankfully i just like technically fulfilled my civic duty by doing fucking nothing <laughs> i'll just uh i'll be like uh yeah i can't do it be like why uh yeah i'm like a brown white supremacist and be like uh, how does that <laughs> yeah i can't i can't i'm uh yeah i don't i don't like people so it won't it won't really work or something does, yeah. does that work does that does that sell you guys <laughs> i don't subscribe to your like ideals of law so i don't i don't understand breaking the law <laughs> It'll yeah. I'll I'll, fi- I'll figure something out. I'm sure. I'll be like, uh, I can't do it. Why? I'm a green lizard. Uh, I breathe fire. <laughs> uh. All right. Uh, we got plenty of news to talk about today. Uh, but we'll we'll get right through it. So starting off with, you know, everything's coming back, and this is finally coming back. Uh, at limited capacity, of course. But 
Disneyland and California Adventure Man. I mean, we know Disney World's been open because it's Florida and they don't really care about anything. But like, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Governor DeSantis is like, what's the coronavirus? <laughs> Good man. Oh, God. But yeah, April 30th, uh, the parks are going to open at limited capacity and 10,000 people will be returning to work that I guess were uh, well, that's furloughed. Good. So, yeah. yeah, that's good. And, you know, if that's April 30th, that's plenty of time for more improvements and less potential for things to occur, especially down there in Anaheim, Los Angeles area. Like, that's oh, like, yeah, sure. I'm not even, I'm thinking of like San Francisco, I'm like, yeah, we're fine. Like, and it's like, oh, wait, no, LA shit. Yeah, uh, LA so, has been like hit real hard this entire pandemic. Yeah, so they need all the time they can get to get as many people vaccinated as possible. So that, that definitely a, a whole other, like, for that, that's basically like a month and a week. So that should be enough time to get a very large number of people vaccinated and even then you know how many people are actually going to go to the park so there's a lot there that you can do um but you know hey it's coming back and things are coming things are returning so that's kind of cool and it's not like ridiculous like it sounds like limited capacity who knows how much people that is but i'm assuming like for theaters uh from what i heard limited capacity is like 40 percent, so it's not even half so mm-hmm. it could be around the same thing for this, which it's enticing if I, if you're vaccinated because you know what, James, you know what that means, right? Huh? It means smaller lines. Oh no yeah, lines, huh? bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. There, what if they? You'll just be like... vaccinated by then. There you go. You got a job. Celebrate by going to Disneyland. <laughs> what if they uh, like just to make sure that people don't like crowd in lines and stuff? They only do fast pass lines or not fast pass. Um, <sighs> Oh, what do they call it in Disneyland when you you get a reservation slot? Like you literally can go pass. to like, is it just Fast Pass? Because like last time I went or to the, the... with the app, there's an app now, huh? And oh, is with there the app? I is think that, there's I just, an app now. I just remember the last time I went to Disneyland, I was able to go up to like Space Mountain and be like, they'll literally tell you like how long the line is outside uh, on some screen or whatever, and there's like a, mm. a kiosk thing that you could go to, and like just get a ticket for a specific time and it'll tell you like come back at this time that was fast that pass. just fast pass oh okay that's fast pass yeah they i think they changed it now though so there's an app you can download and you could do it via the app i could be wrong oh, that's or maybe the app's just uh the app actually i've always wanted to test it out when i go there because it's like even though you have enough to keep you busy if you got a phone with a decent battery and what like you know yeah uh, data and stuff because i, I remember when when I was at Universal Studios last time, dude, I, I was straight up posting for the, the uh, I was tweeting out everything for our uh, podcast Twitter account. And oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I made so many drafts. I think that's when I was following people and then it made me reset one time. So all oh, yeah. I had like a dozen drafts and they all got deleted and I'm just standing there in line for a Harry Potter ride. And I'm just like, <laughs> fuck. And then someone like heard me and they're like 10 points from Gryffindor. And I was like, fuck again. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it was a good time. Um, that's yeah but that's when i discovered that twitter hated me and I, I shouldn't do things but uh yeah so i i think the app though has a bunch of stuff where it keeps you busy it has like trivia and some games and shit on it now or something i'm not sure exactly what it has but uh i might attempt it when i go back to a park eventually just to see what it's like i don't know if it has any special interaction if you're in proximity or anything like that but yeah who knows but yeah disneyland's back 
And there's uh, some, of course, movie and TV news, guys. One of which is some DC movie news, which it's a DC movie I really never thought we would get because I'm going to be honest, I never really... It's like they announced a movie for this character and I just kind of looked at it and I was like, really? Yeah. The him? You want to do it without him? Yeah, this sounds vaguely familiar. Did they mention this like a long time ago or is this a new thing? I think this is a new thing because he was in... He was in Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Maybe so that's what I'm who I'm talking about is a Justice Society of America uh, member. And, you know, we already know the JSA is coming at a very limited capacity. It's like only like three or four of them in the Black Adam movie. But they're taking one specific character, not from the movie, but uh, a different JSA member, Our Man, and giving him his own film. And you're asking yourself probably, who's Our Man? And I'm like... You know, I can't really even tell you that much because he's our. I don't. No, no one thinks about our man. But like, correct me if I'm wrong, but his power is just that he can go back in time one hour at a time or something like that. It's. I think so. It's like he, the the character's name. I remember at least his name uh, is Rex Tyler, and uh-huh. he's like, yeah, he's part of the JSA. And he was, like, one of these older characters. He's got, like, a hood on and shit. And I think it is, like, he can go back and... I could be wrong. Let me double check, because I'm honestly... Yeah. No, no, no. So, the comic feature, it's... He has superhuman strength for one hour. Oh, okay. Not what I thought. Weird. Which, they do that with... Wait a minute, they did that for another character already, too. Well, actually, no, they do that way later. But, oh, wait, they, that means they copied our man. So, <laughs> DC copied their own character. That's hilarious. Because they made a character much later called Damage, who's basically Hulk. They did, like, a thing where they're, oh. like, New Age of Heroes, and they made their own Hulk, Spider-Man. Uh, I think they made a, their own Ghost Rider and some other stuff. But, like, they, t- they made their own versions of Marvel characters that no one cared about. And, except Sideways, their Spider-Man character is actually kind of cool. But uh, damage was he hulks out for like one hour or something and just, yeah, causes a shit ton of damage. He's like a military weapon that gets loose or something. But uh, yeah, our man, they're making a movie. And like I said, not it was not expected, but the writers for this are going to be Gavin James and Neil uh, Widener. And I'm just just kind of shocked uh, that this is happening because I, I didn't expect this and it's just interesting that they are making this a thing like i i, I never yeah. expected this to be happening because there's so many like like i said there's gonna be um i guess bring back <laughs> kind of steel talk for a second uh this adds to like you know james the two up ep- two of the episodes that are post film that we're doing is one is going to be talking about the next two years of super next two years of DC movies coming out. And then another yeah. one's like a pulse check and it's going to be going through every single announced DC film and whatever happened to it, whether it was released, canceled in development, hell it's coming soon, etc. And now this is as this, we, we already added like the blue beetle movie to it. We added potentially a new Superman movie to it. And now we're adding, <laughs> we're adding uh, our man to that as well. 
And I'm just, it's so weird getting more announcements like this and then still waiting on all these other ones to find out whatever happened to them. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very curious how their process is going. That What made them decide this character specifically over like all these other characters? And it's, a, it's a movie, not a show? It's a movie. Huh. I'm, yeah, it's, know, it's very, weird. I'm very curious because it's like, it's funny because, you know, you think about the JSA and, you know, they said they're going to be in Black Adam and then you're giving Our Man his own thing when, I want to be honest, I would love to actually get a JSA film. Right. And put Alan Scott, Green Lantern, Jay Garrick, Flash, and Ted Grant, Wildcat in those. Oh my God. Yeah, that would be actually really cool if they, they could literally do... Because we already have, like, a Justice League movie, so people are kind of familiar with the characters. You could do a, like, back-in-the-past Justice Society movie. Especially with potentially whatever Flashpoint introduces. Like, it gives you that opportunity to be like, oh, there was more. And you could throw in, like, uh, I would love to see it if if they threw in, like, the older characters, like the original Adam, who is, like, who becomes the, you know, uh, if you look at the... uh, Oh, what's it? The um, Black Adam movie that has a—it's uh, either Adam Smasher or Damage that's in it, and I think they said Adam Smasher. Yeah, so Adam Smasher is the son of like that Adam, who is like that original version of the Adam. Then you have Sandman, who isn't like the Neil Gaiman Sandman. He was like this dude with the gas mask and stuff. Like you could hmm. throw throw in those obscure characters just because it'd be fun, and you never—I feel like you never get a chance to do that. And there, there's your chance right there. Like, the JSA has many iterations, especially one that has Black Adam later, but give us, like, that original, original, like, group of guys, because that would be really cool. Because, I don't know, it just it, it just feels like it could be an awesome time. But, yeah, For our sure. man movie coming. It's just interesting that that's happening. It's unexpected. <laughs> but yeah. uh, jumping into uh, Sony, a.k.a. Sony kind of Marvel, but Sony. Uh, Venom. Let There Be Carnage uh, has been uh, delayed. Again? 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 Uh, I honestly lost count of the agains I've said for this film at this point. Yeah. But it it was supposed to be June 25th this time of this year. And it's gonna be September 17th now. So they can hit the theatrical mark because they, I guess they see for this one, they're like, oh, cool, we can hit theaters now, but we want okay. as many people as possible. So, you know, it's like when the government said, like, you know, you might have a normal 4th of July. Right, that right. means you should have a normal theater in September by any means. Hopefully. there, And it could take in as much money as possible because you still have people wanting to probably see as many movies as possible as they come out. So I guess in terms of a monetary standpoint, that's probably, I guess, why they're doing it, which I get. At the same time, too, I think at this point with all the delays, I'm not really phased by them anymore. I don't really care if a movie gets delayed yeah. at this point. I'm just kind of like, at, at this moment, there's so many movies that are delayed, and uh, I feel like they're going to start popping out now anyway. I'm going to get satisfied either way, because there's all the movies that we're going to see as they come out. And then I, I'm hoping still, you know, we get those movies that did come out that we didn't get to see in theaters, and now we're going to see those, too. And we'll just get our fill of everything. So we'll see. You know, we'll we'll have some fun times at the Alamo, I think, James. We'll we'll have a pretty busy schedule. 
<laughs> the Alamo is probably the place I miss the fucking most. Like it's it's so expensive to go there, but it's like I you know what? I'm I'm probably gonna say it. It is literally the best theater going experience I have ever had. You like, know what's you know what's great is you're gonna be uh you're gonna be spending scientist money there. I know, right? Like I'm actually gonna have like a job for the first time again in like over two years since I left the deli. So oh, God. I'm gonna actually insane. have like money and not worry about like buying a sixteen dollar fucking alcoholic milkshake and just be like, damn, this is fucking delicious. I'll get another one. <laughs> I think I'll eat it again. <laughs> I think I'll eat it now. Uh, we're not gonna uh we'll be here forever but yeah like it's just not only is it just like a cool theater like the food is great they like seriously take they take it serious that like no fucking talking no no phones no sound or you will get the kick the fuck out and i just i really appreciate that it's such a cool theater yeah so we're getting yeah Soon. So that's gonna be cool. Yeah. I love how it went from like, yeah, Venom, whatever, to theaters, baby. Yeah, like we just want to see movies. Uh, final uh, TV, final news here, more TV show oriented. Which this is out of the blue because we were talking about like, what's that other show gonna be? And it's like, oh, hey, well, there's three more shows for Game of Thrones, and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about Fire and Blood. I'm not talking about that animated whatever the fuck they're doing now there's three more shows now james and uh it's not it may or may not also include that one that was unannounced that i was saying like yo do the dunkin egg one if you're gonna do one oh yeah like, yeah here's three more that apparently deadline and hollywood reporter like uh, annou- uh like brought out one project is potentially being called Ten Thousand ships and it's about Nymeria uh, oh. and the, the Dornish or the, the Roinar, if I remember correctly, as they're called. It's the ones that flee from, I believe, the Valyrians at the time. And they come in after the Andals do, I think. Uh, but they come in and they're the ones that found Dorn. Like they're the ones or they're the ones that like become like the Martells and whatnot. And they create Dorn and everything else. But it could be about that, which honestly, I'm down for that. That one actually sounds really cool. I would love to see that. And that means we get to have probably the main character be Nymeria herself. And you, you'll you you'll see why Arya named her wolf that name, because it's a famous name. And yeah. honestly, that's it's just so, that's that's honestly really cool. And the Reinar are from like the uh, they're if I remember correctly, they're like from the area between like between the free cities and uh valeria so it's like that main landmass on essos but they had to like flee and over time like they went from place to place and i'm hoping because that means dude it's not going to start off with them on westeros it might start off with them in essos and go through that whole thing of them leaving but it doesn't stop there because the uh they don't go from essos to westeros there's like a whole journey they go through. They actually go through a, if I remember correctly, they go through some islands in the south, including the giant island Sotheros, which is like supposed to be like almost like South American rainforest where they're like, yeah, there's giant lizards that come oh, and attack you. It's like strange land dragons. And it's, it's, it's just sounds so cool. It's like, I think they said like, there's like tiger lizards or some weird thing. Not actually. It's like, you know how they have weird names for animals that we probably recognize. Right. But 
it's there, there's a lot there that they could do and it's like that whole thing of what we talked about before where you can explore the places outside of westeros even essos that we've never really gotten to hear about like there's so much especially if you like look at george r, r. martin's um world of ice and fire and you see all the lands past that from like a, a shy to all these others it's like crazy crazy things so you're just like dude this is there's so much here that they could tap into and it looks like they're doing it uh but that's the first show and honestly it, it's really exciting to me I, I think that would be really cool and the second show is set in flea bottom <laughs> really <laughs> yeah uh that's you're talk all about those pork pies i don't know but that's what it's <laughs> i don't know what it's gonna be about but it just is apparently it might be set in flea bottom and i'm just like dude fuck you guys <laughs> <laughs> you guys have all this stuff and you're like, give me my first man show they're, they're like you know, it's like i feel like they're getting that same thing that they did like when everyone wanted to do star wars stuff on coruscant where it's like yeah let's do the underworld it's like same thing for king's landing let's do the underworld where it's like flea bottom but at the same time too it's just like Dude, you're literally taking the ugliest place in all of Westeros, and you want to make a show out about it. Like, there's yeah. so much else you can do, and you're like, you, I want to do this one. It's gonna be really cool, probably edgy or some shit. I don't know. I I guess you can make it a show about like, like a crime family that like runs Flea Bottom or something. I, I don't know, but like, yeah, that's a weird place to choose to set a show in. Because yeah, it is literally like the poorest grossest part of westeros uh or at least the uh king's landing yeah and final show this one is actually also they're a lot they like ships for some reason uh this one is potentially called nine voyages and it would follow lord corliss valerion uh which is very interesting because if I remember correctly, so uh, we already know this is interesting because he's already been cast and will be in House of the Dragon. He's like, you know, one of the people supporting during Chance of Dragons. And Corlys Valerion, like, he's also, he's not Targaryen, he but he's uh, Valerian. Uh, there, it's like this is the other big house besides the Targaryens that came to hmm. uh, Westeros. And I, I, like I said, I can't remember correctly yet, but I believe... The Valerians came before the Targaryens to Westeros and stuff too. But like, whereas the Targaryens are known as like the dragons and stuff, uh, Corlys Valerian was known as a sea snake because uh, he was like a the biggest dude with the like the navy and stuff. And I'm very curious mm. when it says nine voyages, is it like nine different adventures that he's going to go on and do all this stuff? Because I can't remember if he stays on Westeros and dies there or if he... Uh, straight up just like goes in adventuring and never comes back mm, i couldn't tell you that that's but i'm, I'm very honestly this one's very curious because this could be like this and the nymeria show could have a lot of exploration and seeing like really interesting stuff that like potentially or or it could actually no it wouldn't work because they they've been there already i was gonna say like what if it's like before they got to westeros and it's also exploring but then that sounds way too much like nymeria's so I'm not too sure what it's going to be about, but honestly, it's a, it's an interesting idea. But, you know, you can kind of see, too, they're kind of honing in on a very specific um, time area here with, like, the Dance of Dragons and stuff. Seems like it, yeah. But 
I'm also going to say, like, you know, these are all cool shows. Well, two of them are. One, I, I, I'm actually still questioning why. Uh, I'm assuming it's pretty cheap, if anything. But y'all really going to fucking cancel The Long Night on Us like this and make yeah. five other shows? Do you really, <sighs> like, Targaryen's great. Valyrian doing adventures, great. Nymeria, great. Flea Bottom, what the fuck, dude. Uh, Duncan Egg, also great. But none of them matter <laughs> compared to the Long Night. Yeah. Like that it, is actually, especially. It's you're you're really sleeping on the best part of the lore, especially when that was the most slept-on part of the show, because you gave it in like one episode. And it was in the worst season, and even then the episode was very questionable in of itself. Yes, the Long Night episode, the, the Night King episode was kind of like whatever at the same time. Very much so. I'm going to say it. I think I said it before, but I'll say it again. So you guys, the, the reason I wanted the Long Night show was because it would help make up for the mess that was in Game of Thrones with it. And the joke that was like the dead. And... They, they aren't going to do it instead. And that's so stupid. And it's it's such a poor choice. Just because, I guess, it would cost too much or some shit. Yeah, that's, that's got to that. be it. They, they, they must have been like, yeah, to do this right, this is going to cost way too much money. It would literally be cheaper to do like four or five other shows. And that's just what they're doing. Yeah. Which is well, fucking weird to me. Yeah. And, uh, you know. I still can't watch these shows, James. I can't watch any of these. I can't watch Nymeria. I can't watch the shitty Fleet Bottom show. I can't watch. I can't still watch. Still waiting on George Railroad Martin to yeah. finish writing his fucking no book. One's, no one's a winter, no deal. Even if I got my HBO Max and HBO, I ain't doing it. Sorry. I'm not I'm not going to give you that view. It's not going to happen. It's uh, it's out of principle. And I'm going to keep to it. But Yeah. It's like me and not playing Overwatch, even though I literally already own it and just want to play overwatch and every like couple months or so blizzard's just like hey by the way we're still dicks and i'm just like god damn it <laughs> i just want to play your games and you make me hate you it's it's a good time guys it's a it's a real good time but i mean definitely also very different uh different um topics there at the same <laughs> yeah i'm not we're, de- we're definitely not comparing george armar to blizzard for the for those it's just more so like give us this thing but you haven't given us the thing and Oh yeah, sure. That I, I didn't mean to really make make it sound like George R. R. Martin was doing something bad. It's just like he's just taking fucking forever to finish his book series. Yeah, and I don't want to do the other stuff until that's out there. But all right, um, on to the gaming news, dude. So we know Jade Raymond, and we know you know she did some cool stuff with uh, earlier like RPGs and stuff. Right. She was a part of them. They were great. And then they had her do. They've had her found Motive Motive Studio, in which I believe they worked on the Battlefront Two campaign, which was not good at all. And then she became vice president, I believe, of Stadia, and was the she was leading a she founded a, a team, an internal team, that they can make exclusives. And we never really got to see their killer IP that was supposed to potentially make us go check out Stadia, or at least I yeah. think they were making one. So I thought it was really funny left. that uh, that Pixel Junk game that's like exclusive to Stadia came out recently, and it's like not good. Apparently, I literally forgot that that was a thing. 
I don't know if she had anything to do with that as like head of whatever Stadia Studios. But yeah, I don't know. I I just feel bad for her because it feels like the last few jobs she's had just like shit keeps screwing her over, I guess. Yeah. And so with that, uh, if you read a PlayStation blog post, there is uh this is really cool so the one that wrote this is actually jade raymond on playstation block huh. uh it's been strange and difficult past 12 months the pandemic uh social just injustice and job elimination have impacted many of my closest friends family and coworkers. all these factors paired with an inability to see friends and family face to face led me into a kind of self-reflective cocoon where i had to ask myself some tough tough questions about what really matters and actually wait okay i can actually read this all i thought it was going to be like really long but it's not i've been making games for a long time over 25 years now i've been i've had the opportunity to lead the creation of two highly successful original ips and build multiple teams and studios from the ground up some of these adventures have been more successful than i could have ever imagined others less so battlefront 2 and stadia uh several people have asked me recently after all these experiences, do you still want to be in the games industry? The answer is always an unwavering yes. The games industry is where I belong. Whether it's playing Settlers of Catan uh, with my kids or Valheim with my team, games continue to bring me joy. There are ways to relax, connect, and share experiences, and I and people I care about, and the or with people I care about. And the act of making games is, in many ways, even more fulfilling, getting to bring together experts across so many different creative fields, from music composers to concept artists to programmers, uh, into a perfectly synced orchestra that delivers new worlds for players to explore. For me, there is nothing more fulfilling than, or rewarding, uh, I can imagine doing. As I took stock of my career over the last few years and started to think about what to do next, I came to a very simple conclusion. I need to get back to what I love doing most and to do so in a way that gives our team the most freedom to explore, inspire, and create. Uh, so today I'm announcing Haven, an independent studio where many of the talented game developers I have worked with for years and, and love dearly are coming together to do what we are most passionate about. It's time for us to refocus on games in a place where we can practice our crafts without any barriers or Im- impediments. Uh, we want to create worlds where players can escape, have fun, express themselves, and find community. We want to pour our passion into a project. We want to make something wondrous for people to experience because we believe in the power of games to bring joy to people's lives. And Sony does too. Their commitment to excellence is unmatched. It's why I couldn't be happier for their backing and support. Together, we want to create games that are a haven for players and we want to build a studio that is a haven for developers. So while we don't have many details to announce today, I want the PlayStation community to know that Haven Studios is already hard at work on an unannounced IP. We can't wait to show you more. So I don't think uh, Haven is a Sony first-party studio. I think there were... It's like... um, I would say look at this like uh, looking at Hideo Kojima going, hey, I have a new Kojima Productions and Sony's yeah. here to help us out. It's the same thing there. So. Yeah, that's yeah. what it sounds like. And dude, uh, another studio making a new IP for them and they didn't have to buy them. <laughs> so I'd say that's a that's a win for, I guess, PlayStation in a way. So 
it's just curious what that game's going to be and just uh my yeah. only thing is don't make that battlefront 2 story again that's it <laughs> yeah so oh man i we've mentioned before that it, like at least i have not played the battlefront 2 campaign because you just told me it's really not worth my time it isn't uh in and uh one of your complaints was that it felt like they the studio for some reason felt they had to shoehorn in like a reason to have all the original hero characters like Luke, Leia, Han, um, Lando, all in the campaign for some reason. If whether it makes they, sense, it or was not. yeah, pretty much just to introduce like a hero. This is how you play as these characters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, the the Google Stadia thing, like it, it, Google, just one day was like, you know what, we don't want to make our own games yeah. anymore. <laughs> and she's just like, well, shit, okay, and. You know, it, it sounds like she is tired of industry, like people higher up in the industry telling her, like, you can't make your game exactly like that. You got to make it marketable. You got to do this. You got to do that. Or or Google it just being like, you we don't want you to do your job anymore. Uh, but it sounds like she wants the studio to just be able to do whatever she wants to do. And Sony is definitely the partner to be able to be like, yeah, sure. Just make us a game and you can do whatever. Because, like, that's exactly what they did. I was going to say, dude, they're like, hey, we let this guy make a game about walking around delivering packages. Whatever you want to do, we're here. Yeah, plugged into a baby to dude. see ghosts. And it's just like, yep, okay, make it's, it. It's insane. And honestly, it's I'm not going to say this is the only place you can do that. I would say there's two places uh, now. For, for sure. I mean, honestly, two places now. I, I, I'm honestly, I don't think you're going to get that at EA or Ubisoft. Ubisoft is a very type no. of like open world now like you can't even get an assassin's creed game anymore and or prince of persia game potentially unless that remastered does good uh and like uh sorry splinter still fans too i didn't forget you guys i'm sorry uh but like you know <laughs> well ubisoft did but ea you know ea's ea you know ea and activision's like hey you uh, do call of duty or you do blizzard games that's it like we, we straight up like took the guys that were making other games and put them into blizzard to make more diablo <laughs> and yeah it's really just a nintendo is we make nintendo games <laughs> and there's others yeah. of course too but sony and microsoft are the only two because sony's like yeah we'll let you walk around for 150 hours in a game delivering packages because fuck it you know people are gonna like it and you want to make your vision that's fine and we believe in you because of what you've done before and microsoft is like hey we straight up bought this uh entire company but we're going to let them do whatever they want. We're just going to take all of the annoying business shit and take care of that for them. So, yeah, like she chose one of the two best options that like are possible right now. And I don't think we're going to see this game for a while, but it's exciting to see, like hear about it. And honestly, I think it's going to go about like that way that usually these things happen where we'll get an image in like a year and then, like, in a year and a half to another year, yeah. it'll be, like, a crazy trailer at Sony's event. And they'll be like, look what we have. And, yeah. It's cool, though. It's a cool thing. For sure. Uh, but, that honestly, that's kind of the, the one of the bigger things. But it's the first of uh, three pieces of PlayStation news, James. The other of which, um, it's like, <laughs> dude, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so random it's it's well I, I guess it's not random but for me i'm just like what the fuck is happening right now 
uh, Sony bought EVO. Yeah, I was not expecting that. <laughs> and for those that don't know what EVO is, it's the uh, Evolution Championship Series. That's uh, the, it's that big yearly fighting game tournament with like everything yeah. Tekken, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Smash Brothers, everything there. Sony bought them. It's it's one of the biggest esports events of like the year. Just because there's so many events, and it, it's it's not just like the League of Legends Championship where it's like the finals for that one game it's just like yeah they cover smash bros usually unless nintendo's a dick about it uh like tekken and mortal kombat like all the fighting games it's it's crazy it's and crazy popular in the fighting game community and this is i would say you're looking at this from different areas because this is sony's i didn't even think about this this is sony's entryway into esports because for sure Sony has, you know, PlayStation, look at all of your PlayStation first party games. They're not really, they're all single player for the most part. And the ones that do have multiplayer, like Ghost of Tsushima's, is co-op. Uncharted is probably the, (laughs) Uncharted and Killzone are the closest to, and Killzone, you know, at this moment, it doesn't, you know, they're toning down Shadowfall. That's not going to get anywhere. That's old. Supposedly, yeah, supposedly there'll be a last of us factions type multiplayer yeah. game but like we didn't get that with uh last of us part two it's it's gonna be a separate thing oh, that's, somehow, i forgot somewhere. that's probably what they can announce next i didn't even think about that they could they yeah. they can i honestly didn't realize they could do a naughty dog announcement this summer because they totally oh, yeah, can yeah. holy shit that just from out of out of the blue that just kind of reminded me i was like oh damn and that you know what that could be esports uh but i, I doubt it i doubt because it's like you know you don't expect a naughty dog game to have esports that doesn't make any sense even like yeah uncharted last of us doesn't, doesn't really matter the closest would be you know a shooter because uh, that's the closest to something competitive they have which would be kill zone uh but it's being toned down unless they you know bring back resistance i'm just saying but like uh fighting games is a very lucrative market especially because evo is there and it's like oh why not instead of starting something take what's already successful and just build off of that and that's what they're doing so now they have they they took the entire fighting market of esports and just took that for themselves because you already see there's the call of duty championships there's the overwatch league so kind of shooters are being taken up already it's hard to kind of get into there and blizzard pretty much has rts's covered for the most part with like the the starcraft stuff so it's like very hard to get into those areas but you know fighting games are owned by a big publisher or being like hit by a big publisher it's an own independent area and they said you know we could take that and that made that makes a lot of sense and you know it's funny it's like you know all the the games that would be there are all third party games except for you know the one in question now is smash brothers because it's like will, will they be able to bring yeah. smash brothers in there still and it brings into one other question though wouldn't it make sense if you're doing this to then get a first party or PlayStation exclusive fighting game and have that be like the flagship EVO title. Yeah. Because, hmm. I mean, it'd be interesting if they brought back like PlayStation All-Stars and did it better. Because yeah. like, 
I mean, the biggest complaint that everyone had with uh, All Stars wasn't that it had like a bad cast of characters. Uh, it, it was more that like some characters are more like powerful than others because their supers were like more effective and just like Sony tried really hard. It seemed like to make it different from Smash Bros in some way, and they, and that was like, well, you can't smash people out like out of the uh, screen or whatever like you do in Smash Bros to uh, take people out. You had to use your specials. And that was just like less fun or whatever, because it, it made it feel like wailing on people wasn't doing anything until you earn a, a, a super. So if they just like decide to make another PlayStation All-Stars, but literally just straight up copy all the rules of Smash Bros, then fucking sold, I guess. Yeah. And I, I would, dude, I would love it. And not to mention, like, you know, we get all those characters again from the first game, but now we have a world where we get to have Delson Rowe, we get to have Aloy, we get to have, um, you know, we could throw in maybe Atreus in there a little bit. Uh, but there, there's a lot more characters you can utilize here. Uh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Like, there's there are literally newer PlayStation characters that weren't around back in the old PlayStation All Stars that are cool characters yeah. dude you could put you could put in freaking uh wait what's his name from uh death stranding <laughs> oh uh sam yeah porter you, could put sam porter, you could put abby in there man <laughs> just make it crazy <laughs> throw an abby and she's like ah um you, also you know do what do what nintendo's doing look at how nintendo is pulling freaking minecraft steve and banjo kazooie make a deal with activision yeah, that's so make crazy. a deal with activision and get Crash and Spyro. Boom. Right then, oh, yeah. that's like big. And you know what? Why stop there? Get Tony Hawk. Put Tony Hawk in PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah. And then there are other characters that are just fucking weird in All-Stars. Like, Big Daddy was a yeah. character. Oh, you know what? Dude, get the prince from Prince like, of Persia. I mean, that's cool. But, like, I wouldn't necessarily associate Big Daddy with, like, PlayStation yeah. specifically. I mean, it's like you have a better... It's... Because I guess, like, you know, the first Bioshock came out on Xbox before it came out on PlayStation. It came, like, a year later on PlayStation. Yeah. But, you know, how long did it... How, did a Bioshock game even come out on Nintendo? Like, did the Bioshock collection come there? It might have. I'm not sure. But, like... Oh, you had, you had a, It made more sense to see a Big Daddy on All-Stars than it did for him to be at Smash Brothers, I guess you could say. Yeah. But, yeah, make... Well, yeah, no, that makes sense. And there's so much more. Like, dude, straight up, get the prince from Prince of Persia. Get, like, uh, I don't know if they had an Assassin's Creed character. Get, like, Altair or Ezio. Ezio would be perfect for that. I know he's in Soul Calibur, but I think if you can't get Ezio, you, <laughs> dude, get Altair or Connor or, like, freaking, um, uh, what's his face from 4? <laughs> uh, yeah, the Bioshock collection is on Switch. Okay, yeah. So, but, like, there's... Just do what Nintendo's been doing and make all these deals. But yeah, you can tap into that Japanese market. Like if they got Persona, I guess now you can't get Persona. But like, there's more Final Fantasy characters you could potentially pull from. Dude, how how excuse me, how fucking weird is that? That like a PlayStation exclusive character that could be in PlayStation All Stars Two, Joker, from from Persona Five is in Smash Bros. Cloud and Sephiroth, whatever the fuck his name is. Is like yeah. uh, in Smash Brothers, and there's not even Final Fantasy VII. I don't think is even on there, right? It's not even there. Oh, uh, you might be able to get the original version, but not. Like, yeah, that, I mean, dude, that will fucking break a Switch. Like the, the Switch will actually die. It'll be like, I can't, I can't function. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, be like, bro, this is a Breath of the Wild. <laughs> 
We got it to work, but it runs at five frames per second. Oh, it's, you're just a reminder about the power of the Switch, geez. Uh, but yeah, it's there's so much you can tap into there. And I know we just like totally got out of that from EVO, but like, you know, All-Stars is perfect for that. But also looking at, you know, they made Street Fighter. Can you play Street Fighter V on an Xbox? No. Yeah. Dude there you no, go yeah that game is still exclusive be, like straight up bother capcom and be like hey do it, it again it. street fighter 6 playstation exclusive evo headliner right there because uh, it's they yeah they that. could definitely do that it'll be probably harder for like things like uh the nether realm stuff like I, I doubt you'd be able to do that with mortal Kombat and injustice but like street fighter you've done it once you could do it again and that would make a lot of sense uh but yeah there, there's all these different areas you can go through and I'm sure they, I'm, I'm almost positive they're going to do something that's going to be exclusive for PlayStation that'll like be a big headliner at EVO. It just makes, business-wise, makes a lot of sense. But yeah, that's EVO. Honestly, didn't think we'd talk about it as long as we did, but. Yeah, well, it's just like a question of like, why would Sony specifically yeah. buy a fighting tournament esport event? Like, and huh. it's also, I mean, plus, it's like, isn't it like a yearly thing in Vegas? I remember going to Vegas the same time when you're, the EVO was taking place. Uh, I remember it because I think it was at the hotel I was at, or it was like part of it was. And then also the same time there was like an Elvis convention there. So there was like a lot of Elvises. It was very weird. I'm not even joking. Mm-hmm. It was like fighting game players and Elvises. It, it was like a, a strange combination uh, of people in a hotel in Las Vegas. Right. Weird. Yeah but (laughs) yeah i couldn't tell you where evo usually uh i think it usually is though in vegas for sure but like they could definitely spread it out now they could make it like a different thing where it's like hey this is going to be our tekken uh tournament in spring street fighters in summer and uh smashes in fall Uh, they could do immortal combats in winter like they could make it so it's even more seasonal potentially with all the different fighting games like they could make it instead of one big event they could still do that big event but now they could make it even more like expanded upon and you don't even need a physical location yeah. necessarily for some of it besides like they, they could make an esports arena or something i'm not sure but yeah there's so much possibility there but all right moving on uh you wanted to add this one in the next gen psvr uh controllers for ps5 which is you know part of that psvr2 that's coming for ps5 and i'm also yeah. very happy we've, we've waited and not gotten the first iteration just because if this is coming well yeah except for like the one that uh chris is right, 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 right. i keep forgetting like, that you have because... i keep forgetting you have one That's like... <laughs> well i literally have yet to take it out of the box because i'm i'm just like i can't be bothered to find the serial number to order the adapter for my playstation yeah, just wait well then i've been like preoccupied I would, with honestly at this rate i would say sell it now so you get money for it, and then that way you have you're just getting ready for the new one if you want to get that, which will also have less cables. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where like a lot of people are trying to guess like based off of what we're learning about the PSVR now and like how Sony has handled uh, hardware reveals previously. Like we learned about the Dual DualSense controller like way before we got any information on like the PlayStation Five itself. Yeah. So. A lot of people are guessing that we probably won't get PSVR 2 until, like, 2022 at the earliest. So, I don't know. I might use uh, the PSVR for, like, a year and sell it if I can at the time. I don't know. I would say just because if you do it before it's announced, it'll be 
more they'll have more value i guess you could say yeah that's a good point but uh um, i mean did you read the the features for the controllers yeah so it basically sounds like they split a dual sense in half and like you got half of the uh like you have like the triangle and circle button on one controller and like the square and the cross button on the other controller uh but what's interesting is like well one they look like the old sony ericsson like orb like uh logo yeah uh, I think that's just like coincidence though, because it's, uh, they're doing this thing that like a lot of VR controllers do nowadays where there's like sensors that go around your hands so that they can sense like when your fingers are extended and stuff. And that makes it so that like you can literally, you know, if you need to press a button on a computer in the game or whatever, you can like literally hold one finger out and you know, it'll in the game make your hand look like what your hand is in real mm-hmm. life you know, doing the same uh, hand motion, which kind of helps with staying immersed in the world. But like, so that's, that's cool. But it also, I like that they're saying that they're basically going to include all the stuff that makes the DualSense controller cool. Like the really specific haptic feedbacks, the, the resistant triggers and stuff. And I just feel like the ability to make yourself feel like you're actually touching things in the world will really really help with i love that they put obviously into it yeah and like obviously they can't simulate like when you pick something up like the control the controllers can't get heavier because that would be like fucking weird but uh it it's just cool that like maybe when you're you know pressing buttons on a on a control pad on the wall or something like the controller will vibrate in such a way that like you it feels like you're actually touching a control pad like i don't know it's just the idea of the controllers being like giving you such a sense of like touch and like the, I don't know. I just think it's a really cool idea uh, for VR specifically. Yeah. So I just keep getting more and more excited for the, for PSVR too. Cause I just, I like the concept of VR and it's just like, it sounds like from everyone who's tried it so far, it's like cool, but it's not quite there yet. And Sorry. And I I can't wait to see like what the next headset actually looks like, what it can do, and like these controllers just look like such a good step in the right direction. Because I I thought it was really weird that when they brought out PSVR, they were like, "Hey, remember those Move controllers that no one bought like five years ago? Well, we figured out we could use them for this, and they they kind of work." Yeah, and you know, it's cool too because uh, they waited quite some time, like between the 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 current PSVR which is the only version we've had and now you know this new one coming eventually which you know they can potentially announce it this summer if we've seen the controllers there's a good chance you know we'll see the whole thing then during like it would be yeah, a good addition I could be wrong they, they they might at least like show off like what the current prototype of the hardware looks yeah. like or something and you know waiting this long might be smart because instead of doing like a a soon an earlier version then be more confusing because it's like is this a ps4 one is this a ps5 one where we know for sure this is going to be a ps5 vr tier like model and it's getting all these awesome upgrades compared to the previous one so it's going to feel if they had one more in the middle it wouldn't have that much of an impact in difference where this one, it feels like the way it sounds like it's going to be going, it's going to be night and day, just looking at the controller. And yeah, you know, when they eventually do announce this, you know, there's rumors of a, 
I think I don't know if it's rumors or not now, a Horizon VR game. And I don't think it's the Ooh. same VR game. I think it's like a, a, a spinoff or whatever. Imagine that being the launch title of this new model. And you have a lot more first party support again, too. Like, because, you know, VR has been okay. And PSVR has been okay. You know, like they have releases, but it's not all the time. Yeah. But they've been, they've been keeping up. Like they're not... I would say they're doing better with PSVR than they are with the Vita or when what they did with the Vita because the Vita, they kind of just let it die. They didn't even try. But VR, yeah. they're at least still like trickling things out as they come. Like you're still at Iron Man VR. You still have like, you know, they just had that little showcase thing of like six games we talked about like a week or two ago. And with this, you now have, if you do this Horizon game, that's smart because you have a very now powerful IP you can utilize for it. And that's a great launch title. But also, James, we haven't seen any or heard anything from them besides, you know, they're making, they made Miles Morales, they made Ratchet, they're making Rift Apart. And, you know, I'm hoping to God, you know, they're making Spider-Man too, but I'm also, I want to see a Resistance Remaster collection next from them or like a remake. Oh God, yeah, that would be but so cool. before they were bought, Insomniac had made multiple, like four or five Oculus games and they were making all these different games for VR. Insomniac has full... VR capabilities and they could be they could do the same thing where they could churn out VR games for this PSVR for PS5 and you'll have now Insomniac games you'll have a Horizon game like there's going to be first party support for this thing now that you're going to see potentially from those studios and maybe even more uh, depending on what's going to go on and who knows because like wasn't Resident Evil Biohazard VR what if they do that for 8 and that's on the, the PS5 version too. Like th- there's all these possibilities they could do. And if they get support from third party as well, like it could be all over the place and it could really work out. Dude. I just thought like, since the PS5 is so much more powerful than the PS4, since the controllers actually seem like they, they could do like all the hand tracking stuff and everything. I want half-life Alex on PS5. I feel like they could do it. Like, I don't see why they'd make that exclusive yeah. either. Cause like, you know, normally okay before like if we're talking ps3 time you know they're like oh we want to we want to pick and choose where we want our shit and then like eventually you got the orange box on uh ps3 yeah. is like a, a, a port or whatever but like portal 2 came there eventually i mean it was like actually their day one uh but actually now I think about it was there any other game between portal 2 and half-life alex besides that artifact card game that no one cared about Mm, oh no. shit that's, no, that's nothing half like that all think. right so i guess there's nothing else to go off of but you know it makes it wouldn't make sense for valve to not want to sell it in more places because yeah they have their own steam index and i'm pretty sure it's that the vibe is theirs too yeah but i'm pretty sure you could also get half-life alex on steam and just like play it with well, okay, I guess that's still buying it through Steam, though. I was I was gonna say you can use you can play like, it on Oculus, yeah, an Oculus Rift. But that's whatever. the thing too, yeah. If you can play it on Oculus, because yeah, it's like they have to give Sony only thirty percent. They're still making all that money from now an entire new, like a whole, whole new, new market. market because it's console players. It's the whole difference between PC. It's like one thing to be Xbox yeah. versus PlayStation because you know, like yeah, they can afford one or the other. Whereas PC players, it's different because a PC costs a lot more than a console even today still, and yeah they can tap into that console market by doing that and it would make sense and then playstation can go hey you can play half-life alex on playstation now and valve goes hey we get money (laughs) so everyone wins 
Like, it just, it makes sense. Yeah. Especially, like, by the time this comes out, you know, like, Half-Life Alex will probably be out for, like, two years or a year and a half or something. So, oh yeah, they've got for plenty sure. of time with it. And there's, it, it's going to be that whole thing of, like, if a game's that, like, this many years old, I think it could go somewhere else now. It's okay. You don't, it's not going to be the thing that's going to sell yeah. your box or your headset. Yeah, it's not, it's not like selling Half-Life Alex now on PS or in a year or two on PSVR 2 is going to like steal steam sales at this yeah. point. So, yeah. It's that's pretty much that's pretty much that. Um moving on, James. They announced uh when I say they, I mean um Age of Empires uh tweeted out and I know you're, you may not be a big Age of Empires guy, but I, I myself, it's mm. when people ask me what's my favorite Microsoft. I like the concept. I, I hmm? sorry, I, I like the concept of Age of Empires. I just uh, real time strategy games just never really clicked with me. I and it's re- it kind of upsets me because it's like a really cool idea for a game series, uh, game genre. I just don't like managing that many units all at once. It's it it kind of stresses me. No, out. for sure. And for me, like. You know, I love if someone asked me, what's your favorite Microsoft owned IP? I'd be like, you know, normal, normal people would probably say Gears and Halo. And I'm looking at them like you plebs. It's Age of Empires. (laughs) That's the fucking that's still my fate. It's so amazing. Even with them, Bethesda buying being bought. I'm just like, yo, it's not Age of Empires. I'm just saying. And Fallout got nothing on Joan of Arc's story. Age of Empires will be there's going to be an Age of Empires event like a fan preview april 10th 2021 so this year april 10th in less than a month we're getting a uh actually isn't that the day you're getting your second vaccine yeah yep so it's a big day for both of us in different ways you're getting a vaccine yep. to watch this age of empires event but they're going to show new stuff for age of empires 2 definitive edition which you know i was 12 when i was playing that game and it came out before i was 12 and right it's over 20 years it's like 25 years old 20 25 years old uh, if anything, even more. But they made that game like in HD, and it just had like one expansion. And then they said, "Hey, we're gonna put on a second expansion." After like twenty years, and then they put on another expansion, and then oh. another, and then they made it a definitive four K edition. So it wasn't even the HD; it was like an even newer edition with all those uh, expansions. And then they put on a new expansion that was like Mongolian, and now they're gonna announce something else, which means probably there's another expansion coming. But not even that, just that, because now they have they have a definitive edition of Age of Empires 3, which is like the colonial time for the Americas. And there's a good chance they'll do more stuff there, too. And I actually almost forgot. Yeah, Age of Empires 2, they added in two new civs recently with uh, three new... Uh, n- another another expansion, post-Mongolian. It's like two new civilizations with three new campaigns or something. And yeah, so there's going to be another one, potentially another expansion for three. And then they're going to show stuff for four which weirdly goes back to it's like i, I kind of i wanted the world war one era but because it's like the last of the empires but instead they went back to medieval and i was like why would you do that again but then i saw like it's like part of me still is annoyed by that but then i see like you actually have people on the walls now instead of just building a wall and having people behind it you have archers on the wall and there's like a lot more there's a lot more depth to it a lot more intricacy and they're gonna probably show all of that cool. and it's hyping me up and james i'm kind of second guessing my backlog priorities right now because um i you know i've been doing my playstation backlog 
and I'm like at the end of 2018 mm-hmm. finally, and I still got you know 2019, 2020, but. Uh, I'm looking at it too now, and I'm just like, oh god, this is making me want to get back over. Because the only, you know, I still play stuff on Xbox and PC, but it's usually if someone, it's for co-op stuff. If someone wants to play with me online and they bother me, otherwise, I just have been doing the PlayStation stuff. And you know, the Switch and the Vita have been gathering dust. That I can't remember the last time I picked either of those up. But uh, I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I should st- take a break for a bit and get back to. I want. I was gonna go through everything, dude. I was gonna go through the Age of Mythology. HD, and then I was going to do all of the Age of Empires 2 definitive stuff, and then all the 3 definitive stuff, and now I'm like, oh god, they're going to give it, like, I, I want to play a little bit before this event, but also now, I'm afraid if they give me a release date for 4, part of me is going to be like, I want to I want to do all of this before 4 comes out, and I might just go into a full-on, like, RTS binge kick, I'm not sure, unless I, like, tire myself out, but it's like it's it's starting to hit my mind with it <laughs> you get you jones uh jones in for some uh rts oh, yeah. and i dude i haven't touched an rts in so long and i'll tell you guys i'm a dangerous i'm a dangerous strategy player because like i love the rts's too but like i played civ and I've, i i bought but never played civ 6 because i'm afraid to i played civ 5 when i was at school and one of my matches would be like a, a week or two long sometimes because Oh it's like you could play and finish the game, but I would be like, oh, um, what's the max amount of civs you can have in this match? Max civs, max city states, and just go into it on like a, I forget what difficulty I I do it like so it would take forever. And then even if I won, I would still be like, well, I'm not done with the story of this world. <laughs> and so I just keep playing. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a very dangerous, it's a dangerous uh path there i'll just say that the game doesn't end till i own everything not even that it's yes and no because there's just certain things you want to do and you're just like oh and you know it's not always about conquering everything either there's so many different ways to win but also it's very james politics get into a lot of it i'm not gonna lie it's it's very interesting but yeah i there's like a weird part of me that leaves like the console stuff behind when it gets to pc and that's the one Uh, like I know this is getting off on a tangent, but are you then interested in that game that's been like teased for a while, Humankind? Uh, because it sounds like Civ with like you know, deal dealing with like you you start with some nation and you deal with other nations around you and like you can go about conquering the world through politics or through warfare or even through like religion and stuff like that. And I don't know, I the complexity of that game in terms of like the many different ways that people interact with each other and how you can take over the world. I was just like, that's fucking interesting, man. That's, that's a lot. That's some deep systems. I mean, there. uh, that sounds on, I, I may have heard about it. I may have seen it for a second. It sounds very much like Civ because like Civ, you can win by conquest, which is the hardest you can yeah. win by diplomacy which is like when you do like the UN gatherings, if you have this many representatives and stuff, you can win by just sheer amount of that and your allies. You can win by science, by getting to space first. You can win by, you oh, can win by religion. You can even win by culture, where it's like, uh, you know someone's been mm. influenced by your culture because that leader will come to you and be like, are, are people are wearing your jeans and listening to your music? And it's like you have enough cultural influence because you you've manifested this many artists and musicians and things like that that uh, you can influence other places. 
but like there's all these different ways to win that don't like only one of them is violence <laughs> and the rest are all oh man yeah. that's really interesting so that's why i'm like i don't know if i need anything else besides Civ, besides the fact that i haven't even played six yet so i don't know if i want something else yeah fair enough i will say like um there are other rts's like and strategy games i do want to play like i still haven't played company of heroes 2 and i really want it that's like world war 2 and that one's much more basic in terms of just like you know it's it's straight up war but it's really cool the strategy of like creating your units and creating choke points and cover and everything else and flanking when it comes to like fighting other forces and stuff uh but there is stuff like i think it's like total war and some others that i've always been interested in but i've just never touched them and there's all these different untapped ones i want to get to eventually one day but for now, it's just, yeah, I want to get back. Oh, and even the freaking Blizzard. Like, I, I've always wanted to play StarCraft. Like, I've never actually really played StarCraft. So, mm, you probably Yeah, like so too. there's all these. But for now, I'm just like, I need to get back into Age of Empires and not touch Civ Six, or else I won't have a life again. But, yeah. All right. Yeah, that, get, that event is coming April 10th, so that's going to be really cool. And I'm excited because we'll talk about it again because I'll be talking about all the announcements that come from that event. Uh, and then... um. Final thing here is actually just a delay. Gotham Knights has been delayed to 2022, man. Uh, I was not expecting this. Uh, honestly, I wasn't expecting Gotham Knights to even be in the news because I'm like, oh, doesn't that come out this year? And I guess that's a, that's yeah. a no now. <laughs> I literally hadn't thought about Gotham Knights in like since they announced it at uh, Fandom. Yeah. Because I think like back then I was just like... Because that was August. Yeah, but um, they just said 2022. And I mean, I get why. Mm. It's just going to take time. But that means, I guess, dude, that means we get Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad kills the Justice League in like one year. Unless that's also Oh, God, that's, that would suck. But I mean, I get it. It's also the like, I don't know, it feels so weird in a post-Arkham world, you know, where the Arkham trilogy is done and you're getting like kind of like a weird not Arkham game, Arkham game that's co-op but it's it's yeah. like not the same world so and weird. then suicide squad especially <laughs> since like they started off with like bruce wayne is dead it's like oh so they're continuing arkham knight right it's like no this is a different story it's like wait what it's so confusing <laughs> <laughs> the only thing i could say that's <laughs> at least like uh hopefully will make more sense than this one is they don't make like i didn't like the only weird thing about arkham that just kind of it was more of like a uh, a bat thing than a game thing was the whole tim drake looking like damien but being tim drake and then uh yeah huh. him also being with barbara which was also weird because that's you know it's just weird i don't know it's like going with your little brother i don't know it's just weird uh but yeah so at least in this one, you know, you, you get it makes more sense to have Dick and Barbara doing stuff together because like Nightwing and Batgirl have always been like the main uh, cool like partnership as well. Even in the comics, they're actually going to be partners again, which is really cool. But that was like a more bat fan thing specific. Um, so I guess that's like the the cool thing maybe out of this. But all right, yeah. So that's delayed, and that's all the news we got, dude. Oh, alright. Yeah. Um. So. Talking about it, uh, we're not announcing anything this week, but, uh, you know, next week we'll have out, uh, we'll be recording two episodes, we'll be recording the normal news, and then our uh, backlog special. All right. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think we we should still have time to do that. I think right next week. Yeah, I mean, I'll let you know if I end up having like a shit ton of work to do after work. I don't know why I would, but like, I literally have never worked in a professional lab before, so I don't know if they'll have me like reading a bunch of lab reports and stuff to keep track of like how the industry is going and stuff like that. We'll we'll see. I. I should have enough time to do both episodes, but uh, if not, we'll okay. see. Uh, if anything, we'll maybe this we'll we'll, we'll, fi- we'll figure it out. But uh, with that said, though, we will go ahead and I guess because we, we we could do it today. Uh, nah, nah, that's not nah. No. Uh, but instead, we do have time though to actually talk about what we've been watching and playing on this episode. We and do. We, uh, it's like a normal one. Last time we actually talked about Wandavision, and this week we can actually just talk about like just anything really and all right hmm, how do we want to start this off i guess do, do we want to do we want to save south park for the special sure yeah, I think. and do we want to save destiny for the special or do we want to talk about yeah yeah sure so, honestly i haven't been playing destiny a whole lot last couple weeks th- there you go it gives you time to catch up a little bit too because there's like th- I mean, yeah there's a bunch of story stuff that way we can also just talk about the season as a whole so far Alright, so uh, do you want to go first or should I go first for this one? Sure, I could talk about something pretty quick. Uh, I finally played Control because they put that out on um, PlayStation Plus and it was the PS5 version, which is also funny because I literally was like, I kept being on the fence about whether or not I wanted to just like buy Control because like a bunch of people, I remember it being on people's game of the year list, uh, like when it came out and Honestly, I don't know why. <laughs> like, it's it's good, but maybe I'm just not a fan of Remedy games because I wasn't that into Alan Wake either. Like, I thought the story of Alan Wake was just kind of okay. I thought the gameplay was okay, but, like, sometimes frustrating because I swear enemies would just spawn behind me. Um, I liked a lot about Control. Like, it was visually very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I like I like mystery. So I liked that this game starts off and you play Jesse Faden, who like she finds the Bureau of Control because a long time ago her brother was like abducted by them, and she's been looking for the, uh, this place. And she finally fa- uh, finds it. And what's weird about it is that like that's not really much of the main story. Like, Jesse's personal story kind of gets, like, pushed off to the side for a long time because the Bureau of Control seems to be under attack by, like, some extra-dimensional entity. Oh. Like, and it literally just seems to happen on the same day that Jesse shows up. And, I don't know, it's it's one of those weird things where, like, I did not like the storytelling of this game. I thought a lot of things just kind of happen and then they intentionally seem to not explain shit to you just so that like either you fill in the gaps yourself so that you can make it whatever you want or they just like didn't want to spend the time to like really flesh shit out because like even at the very end of the game and not really spoilers or anything like you kind of seem to deal with like the hiss and like you you shut off their uh access to our dimension but like it's kind of an open world game so they they give you an excuse for why you could still go around and do side quests and stuff after you finish the campaign is like well you you cut off the i guess entry point 
from the Hiss home dimension, but there's still, like, a bunch of people possessed by Hiss already in the Bureau, so, like, go kill them, and there's just, like, an undetermined amount of people that are apparently are uh, controlled uh, by the Hiss, so they just, like, don't... They, 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 you never run out of enemies to uh, keep shooting, I guess. Um, I liked being able to fly around and stuff. Like, the abilities are super fucking cool. And I liked that Jesse's main weapon that's called, like, the service weapon is, like, a special transforming gun that, like, it looks super cool when it transforms. Um, and it has a bunch of different, like, modes that you can use for different... Like, depending on how you like to play, like, you could turn it into a shotgun or you could turn it into an assault rifle or you could turn it into, like, a sniper rifle if you want. Uh, But what was annoying is you could only choose two forms at at Mm -hmm. a time. So very early on in the game, when by the time I got, like, every version of the gun, I was just like, well, I mostly only use, like, this thing and this thing. So there was really no reason to experiment for most of the game. It's just like whatever you're most comfortable with. And it also had this weird destiny style, like well, maybe not destiny style, but it had like a crafting system where enemies would drop like, uh, like currency and items that you could use to create mods for your weapons to like, I don't know, make your shield like 10% stronger or this specific gun reload 10% faster and shit like that. So I guess it was kind of interesting to fiddle around with that, but it just got on a storytelling level. I got really frustrated by the end of the game. Jesse straight up says like, I never learned what the hiss wanted. Maybe I'll never uh, know. And I'm just like, "Ah, I fucking hate that. (laughs) When... When the, it feels almost like how a lot of people feel about Lost, where it's just like they created so many questions and then they intentionally didn't answer all of them just for the sake of like mystery or whatever. And, it's just, <laughs> and like sometimes that could be done well, but like it's just frustrating that I was playing Control for like, I don't know, like 30, 40 hours. And by the end, I was just like, man, there's really no, like, conclusion to this game at all. It's just kind of like, well, we dealt with the hiss. That's just a, a normal day at the Bureau, I guess. Um, I don't know. It's So, gameplay-wise, fun. Story-wise, weird and unsatisfying for me. But w- the weird thing is, I really, as much as I was, like, kind of okay on the game Alan Wake, the crossover DLC for this game with Alan Wake was actually really, really good because they, they kind of acknowledge that like, so the hiss are a type of extra dimensional entity from like literally a different dimension. And they are, it's like a living frequency. (laughs) And if there's something like that in a different dimension that could cross over to ours, why not something else that's different like that? And so that's how they explain that the darkness in Alan Wake is just another being that like happened to cross over to our world oh. and it's all in the same shared universe. So that's how they do that. So yeah, so so the bureau like when bright the bright falls event happened, they went to go investigate it and they took samples and they found like d- uh, people corrupted by the darkness and brought them back to be studied and one of them got infected by the hiss during this invasion. So it became this like combined like hiss darkness 
monster thing that like there were some moments in in this area where like you had to get through like a dark area going from like light to light because this thing would like follow you in the darkness and there were times where i straight up like jumped because like in real life because he would just like show up right in front of me and i'd be like holy fuck shit and like it's it was legitimately creepy and it was interesting and i don't know learning a, a bit more about like kind of what may be like the state of alan wake at this point and that they definitely hint to an alan wake 2 at some oh. point at the end of the dlc very interesting so overall i still think that control is like a very good game i just don't understand why it was like people's game of the year at, like when it came out or at least like in the running for most people okay interesting yeah i definitely want to get to it eventually um and I, I think it's like it's something i probably won't get to for a while because i haven't really gotten to any of their games so i still want to play like yeah. alan wake and the dlc i still want to play uh what's it called quantum break right yeah i kind of want to get to that at some point yeah too. so um oh right i guess like so playing it on ps5 turning on ray tracing dude like the reflections everywhere is like fucking crazy cool. oh yeah like i wouldn't know it, shame so it I don't legit have like TV. Oh man! Well, I you'd still see the reflection. Yeah, I'd still thing. see that. Like, it's just you know, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like I can't get like everything. It's actually really place. interesting. It's it's one of those things where I'm. I feel like I'm one of the few people that actually prefers the game to look prettier than it, the frame rate. To really? So so like everyone keeps saying like, oh yeah, I just turned it on to performance mode and get that sweet sixty frames. But like when I did that in Control, it turns off ray tracing, and I'm like, wait. So yeah, the game is like way smoother. But you lose so much detail in the reflections and stuff that I was just like, I can't. I need it to be like super that's pretty very, and beautiful. Because why? Okay. And also interesting playing it on the, with a DualSense controller. Like I actually liked that each different type of the service weapon felt different with the trigger. Mm, oh, they fully it utilized really it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited then. I'm excited to. Yeah. I'm. Somewhere, somewhere down the line, James. I'm gonna come. We're gonna come back For and sure. I'll talk about this in another 100 episodes. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be fantastic. Though. I'm gonna have a good time. That's really cool, dude. Uh, anything else to say about it? No, I think okay. that's it. Uh, I will actually talk about a game too, and it's one you talked about before, but uh, I, it was before I had played it. But Call of Duty World War II. Oh, so yeah. I did get through it and played it. I forget how long ago it's been, but. Yeah, I was kind of like, uh, all right, <laughs> this is a game. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny because I, I love the attention to detail. I love the sound, of course, and everything else. Like, it's, it's oh, yeah. once again, well done. They did a great job there. Sledgehammer, had, they, have, they have a good team, for sure. But I just, the, the story itself that they were doing, it felt like they were trying really hard, but... It's like you're trying hard with a to to put a bunch of stuff in a very small bowl. It's like you yeah. want a whole aquatic envi- you want an entire aquatic environment in a small fish bowl that you'd normally need a, a full on like 20 like this massive like fish tank and trying to fit like a 10 gallon head in a 5 gallon Yeah, head. and get <laughs> you want you're putting things in a 5 gallon thing and trying to get a 10 gallon reaction from it. Or, like, from emotion and everything else. And I'm like, I'm not getting any of that because 
I get they're trying to be like real sincere with these characters and things like that. And it definitely makes sense. And I see what they're trying to go with where, whether it's like the civilians. And it's funny too, because like when you first hear about them talking about this game, they're like, Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to address like the race. We're going to address like yeah. people that are in war. We're going to show respect to the, like the hardships that men and women went through. And yeah. And take like, it will show what it's like with civilians. And I wasn't sure exactly what that was going to be like. And for it, they, when they say that it's like an instance, like there's a brief moment with civilians. There's like one moment of racial issues. There's like, it's, it's like not really a thing that really happens. And then that you get to the point where they yeah. actually show the concentration camp too. And I was like, Whoa. And then, uh, you know, and it felt like half-assed. It didn't did. It? It's like the either you go camp? all in or you don't. Like it's don't like, go in the middle of it. That's what the thing was. This felt very much like it didn't. It wanted to do everything, but it couldn't. It's like either you go really deep, which means you have to tell you have to make a completely different game, or you just do shallow like the other Call of Duties and stick to what you know there. It's like we want to make a statement, but we don't want to offend it. Yeah. And even then, like just the game, the, the style itself, the, the storytelling, because it's like I said, they're trying to do a deeper storytelling, but I'm not going to get that with all these characters unless you really, really get in there and you don't, you, you try to make it a weird, yeah. like C B movie and B or C. I don't even know, but like it, it doesn't, it doesn't work. And unfortunately, like that's where the story just kind of fails on itself. And I, I didn't feel like anything for it at the end of the day i was just kind of like it felt weird because like you know i, I told you it sold a lot of people before like I, I the last one i played was black ops 2 and then i tried black ops 4 which didn't have a campaign and it was just kind of like blackout and i tried blackout and i was like whatever the fuck like i'm selling this game and yeah. modern warfare it's really really modern warfare is the one that has me and stuff and i, I bought cold war on pc i played the multiplayer but i haven't even tried out the campaign yet and world war ii takes split it's the one right before black ops 4 and it's kind of weird going backwards i guess you could say because it's like uh i'm going back one and i did try it's like i said before i tried black ops 3 i hate it i didn't like it i thought it was it was bad i didn't want to i didn't finish the campaign i did not care and this one at least was better because it was more grounded and I saw what they were trying to do, but it just, it felt like it had, it still had an identity crisis and it, it didn't, it couldn't figure out what it was doing with itself. And overall, like, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's a shooter. The shooter stuff is still cool. The sound is still cool. Like those aspects of it are still cool, but for what yeah. it tried to do to make it like it, but I'm like, I'm like, I, I, at the same time, that's not something I care about anymore. Like, it has to either be groundbreaking like Modern Warfare or it's just another Call of Duty game that I didn't want to bother with because it I stopped playing that series for a reason. And it just showed me that that reason had persisted still at that time. So if I said like I went back and World War II was the one I came back to for Call of Duty... If I had played that game first, there's a good there's a chance that I would not have played Modern Warfare because I would have been like, okay, nothing really changed for me. I don't want to continue with this franchise still. So it's a good thing I didn't bother with it at the time. And instead I played it for free because it was like a PlayStation Plus game. But, you know, if they keep giving us these free games, yeah. I'll try them. Especially if it's Call of Duty because it's still curiosity over anything. Like I still haven't played Ghost and 
Infinite Warfare and Advanced Warfare. So, like, those ones I still remained untouched with, which I'll, I'll give them a chance. But th- if it's, like, Black Ops 3 or this, then, like, I, I don't even know if I'll finish yeah. it. So Yeah, it's... I remember playing that game and just being confused by where they decided to try to show the, i guess how they phrased it i think like the brutality of world war Two. like there's a b- very prominent moment where you're like in a bell tower or whatever and it gets hit by a tank shell and like the dude next to you gets like blown apart from like the chest up or whatever and you're just like holy fuck that's really detailed and gross and just, like i'm sure shit like that actually happened in, all the time in world war Two. because like fucking hundreds of thousands of people died like um but then like at the end when they're going through the concentration camp which is like to my uh in my opinion it is literally one of the like most evil things that has ever happened in human that that human that humans have ever done to other humans and it's really weird that like they had an opportunity to like win your photographer guy was going through and taking pictures of this place, they could have used actual historical photos that, like, people took when they were uh, touring the camps, like, when they, uh, like, uh, raided them. Because, like, I'm sure there had to have been war uh, war documentarians at the time. There have always been. Well, not maybe not always, but, like... So it's just really weird that they had a chance there to show the actual real brutality of World War II. And this is two Jewish guys saying this probably, too. It's very true. So, like, maybe I'm taking that a little bit personally, but it's, like, I would have appreciated them showing people, like, no, like, the Holocaust was real, and it fucking did this to people. And, like, show, like, emaciated Jewish people, like, in their bunks, like, f- freezing to death. Like, you know, it's... Because it was horrifying. And, like, they had a chance to show, like, this is how bad it really yeah. got. And then they just, like, didn't. Because, like, because it felt like they were, like... Would it be offensive if we show real photos in our video game or whatever? It's like, well, I'm sure someone might find offense to it, but like you had a moment to say something actually real and you're just like, nah, and, this is an action game. We don't say important and shit. It's also, you could tell by the way it ends, it's a one, it's a one shot. Like it's not anything. It's just yeah. like a single thing. So if they if they really wanted to do this right, like really really do this right, you you go, and because you could kind of see if you can compare it to anything, they weren't trying to make this like the story that you see in the Call of Duty games. They were trying to make this like the story you see in the Brothers in Arms games from Ubisoft and Gearbox. Yeah, exactly. Where with that though, that's spanning three games, and they're going and building up a story from there with the squad mates and everything else, and. Even then, they don't really have civilians in that one, but, like, it's so deep because, like, when you look at the games that take off of movies and shows, you see Medal of Honor Allied Assault is Saving Private Ryan. Those are hand-in-hand complementary game and movie with each other. Like, Medal of Honor Allied Assault actually tries to do the full Saving Private Ryan storming of Normandy at the beach there, and... It obviously at the time, it graphically, it's not going to show you the stuff that you see in Saving Private Ryan necessarily, but they try to convey yeah. everything there that you're supposed to get. And in Brothers in Arms, it's very much like the HBO miniseries Band of Brothers. It's that whole thing of your squad and going through and the 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 hardships you go through throughout the war with them, and which it's still a crime that that game hasn't been continued to go to the Battle of the Bulge, which was supposed to be what happens next. Hmm. And you look at this, and they're trying to do that in one little thing there, 
And it's like, how is that going to work? And if you really wanted to do it, you go, hey, we're going to make a Call of Duty game, but it's going to be like that of Band of Brothers, that of uh, Brothers in Arms. And just don't even like act like you're not just like, hey, we're going to do it like this. And still, you could do the same gameplay you're doing, but make it drawn out. Make it so it's a action. Don't make it a game. Make it a series. Make it something that it's going to go and span off of. Let those characters build up where you're just getting the origin and they're like, hey, you know, we don't even know each other. And they're going through whatever first theater they were in. And then over time, you're getting through. And then imagine that then if you do have a Jewish soldier there and he does get taken to a camp and you're at that like fifth game or something and that's happening and you're freaking out and you're seeing the concentration camp. Yeah. That, like there, there's so much you can build up there. And not only that. Yeah, when that guy when that guy on your team gets like captured in uh, this Call of Duty game, I was just like. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're just like, what? Oh, well. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you just know, too, like, you could have straight up, like, you, you could have done it where, um, what do you call it? It, it, becomes, it becomes its own spin, it becomes its own series. Like, uh, look yeah. at Modern Warfare and look at Black Ops. You would have had a World War II like that. Yeah, you could have done you could yeah, have done that. It would have made so much more sense. And yeah, take it slow. Do what you need to do. Make it a trilogy if you want to. That like you could get enough done in like three games. There you go. But it was just like this weird rushed singular game. They're like, let's run through the entire American entry into World War II from like Beaches of Normandy to Hitler's yeah. Dead <laughs> in like one game. Oh god, it's it's like what what's happening right now? And then the the sergeant's like, like I'm think... going to Japan. It's like why? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you think maybe we're shoehorning too much history into like one te- like ten hour game. Like no, nah, yeah, it's fine. fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I didn't expect to feel that strongly about it, but yeah, that's yeah, that's how that's yeah, that's how, that's how we feel. Um, yeah. I guess, uh, do you want to go again, or can I knock out two movies real fast? Nah, we're like a, we're over an hour and a half now, so we should probably... That's true. Alright. We'll stop there. We got, I think, two big games is good. That's like two less things yeah. to go over when we do the backlog special, for sure. And honestly, uh, I looked at the count now, right now. Now, with this game out of the way, I got eight games and 32 shows and movies, which before was at like 39. So I think there's some yeah. improvement there, for sure. But alright, guys. That has been Sutra Side Talk. If you want to uh, contact us, send us an email. You can at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. You can send us any questions that you may want us to read on the show. If we do uh, read and answer your question on the show and you're the first one uh, of that episode, then you will get a copy of Midnight Ultra on Steam, which is a cool like first-person shooter game uh, that I did the sound design for. And... You can also send in any comments or feedback if you'd like, positive or negative, anything you'd like to, though. Once again, that's at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com, and you'll find that email in the show notes as well. Uh, If you can support us, though, you can also uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at sutrasidetalk. And if you can subscribe or follow, like, uh, give the show a five-star review, that would really help us out on whatever platform you're listening to anything you can to follow us that would really help out and of course if you can share us out on uh to people you know uh just you know word of mouth or online just share us out to those if you see us on twitter tweeting out retweet us if you see us on uh instagram posting something uh share it to your stories that kind of stuff is really what uh 
gives us the support we need, especially since we don't make anything from this. Uh, this is a free show, no ads currently at this moment, currently. And of course, uh, you can follow James on Twitter at invadergym124. You can follow myself on Twitter at gogocomzilla. And we will catch you guys next week with uh, our regular news episode as well as our March backlog special, which James, we're going we're gonna to name that something Marchy. Uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, we we'll think, think about it on the episode itself. We'll, we'll definitely say it there. But yeah. all right, we'll catch you guys next time. So long. Have a great week. Thanks for listening.